Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. And now, the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the series of radio dramas dedicated to the supernatural, the unusual, and the unknown. Come with me, my friends. We shall descend to the world of the unknown and forbidden, down to the depths where the veil of time is lifted, and the supernatural reigns as king. Come with me and listen to the tale of The Twisting Weeds of Death. Try the door, Doc. All right. It's open. Let's go in. Put your light on, too, Doc. All right. Don't look like anyone's been in here for years. Still in pretty good condition, though. Yeah. Now, let's see. That room should be over here. The door's open. Let's see what's in there. It doesn't seem to be anything in here. You sure you saw what you did, Bob? I'm not lying to you, Sheriff. I know I did. Well, there's nothing in here now. Just a minute. What do you see? Over here. Look at the floor. It's soaking wet. And there's seaweed on it. He's right, Doc. That is seaweed. When I saw her, her hair, it looked like it was covered with seaweed. In just a moment... The Hall of Fantasy will present The Twisting Weeds of Death. And now for our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Twisting Weeds of Death. The old house stands on the bluff overlooking the sea about three miles out of town. It's been empty for almost 20 years. Through the seasons of the year, it stands there, buffeted by the sea wind, tempered by the rain and snow, till its color is changed to a dirty gray. No one goes near it. The people who live in my town on the rocky coast of Maine are a superstitious lot, and ever since that stormy night so many years ago, no one goes near it. The old wives say that death is in that house. My name is Jason Fielding. I'm sure it'll seem to you. The job doesn't really amount to much, except in the summer when the city folks move in. Even then, my main worry is to make sure the young ones don't get out of hand. That night, the night it began, I was over at Doc Jordan's place. Usually of an evening when he is not on the call and when I'm not making my rounds, you'll find me there playing the longest tournament of chess in history. Your move, Doc. Now, don't press me, Jason. I have to think this out. You've been thinking it out for ten minutes, Doc. You just wait now. There. <laughs> Did it take all that time for you to figure that move out? Now, look here. There might be Mrs. Lord. Wife's going to have a baby. Uh, come in. I figured I'd find you here, Sheriff. What's the matter, Bob? I, I was out walking along the shore down by the old house. What are you doing down there, Bob? Your mother won't like that. I can't help it. I was walking, like I said, and I, I, I saw a queer kind of light coming from one of the windows. A light in the old house? That's right, Sheriff. What did you do? Well, I, I was curious, so I decided I'd go over and take a look. 
I stayed in the shadows and crept up to the window. What did you see? A murder. What? That's right. This girl was in the room seeing a man. I, I couldn't see his face because his back was to me. The girl was backing away from him, and he had a scarf or something in his hands, and he kept walking towards the girl, and she kept crying out, No, you don't know what you're doing. And then he reached the girl and wrapped the scarf or whatever it was around her neck, and he he, he choked her to death. Why didn't you do something? Because I was scared, Sheriff. I, I couldn't hardly move. But when she screamed, I'll never forget it. That scream. I... Snapped out of the trance I was in, but it was too late. So I ran all the way back to town to find you. Did you see the man's face? No, sir. His back was always turned to me. You and me, we're going back there, but um, you want to come along, Doc? Yeah. There was a queer thing about that girl, Sheriff. Her hair. It looked like seaweed. That's the way it started. The three of us went outside and got into my car. It only took us a few minutes to reach the old house, even though the road leading up to it was gutted and overgrown with weeds. Bob Stanley said he saw a light break. When we got there, everything was dark. This is good enough, I guess. I thought you said there was a light burning in the house. There was. There's no reason for it to be burning now. Come on, let's go. All right. Good thing we brought along a couple of flashlights. Listen. What's the matter? Did you hear it? Hear what? I heard a scream. I didn't hear anything. I didn't either. I'm not kidding. I heard a scream. What window was the light coming from? That one. There. Well, let's go inside. We'll take a look at that. Sure, this is the old place. Used to be a beautiful house before. Before what? You weren't even born when that happened, Bob. Before what happened? Before the murder. You mean someone was actually killed out here a long time ago? Just like tonight? That's right. Someone was killed a long time ago. Try the door, Doc. All right. It's open. Let's go in. Put your light on, too, Doc. All right. Don't look like anyone's been in here for years. Still in pretty good condition, though. Yeah. Now, let's see. That room should be over here. The door's open. Let's see what's in there. There doesn't seem to be anything in here. You sure you saw what you did, Bob? I'm not lying to you, Sheriff. I know I did. Well, there's nothing in here now. Just a minute. What do you see? Over here. Soaking wet. And there's seaweed on it. He's right, Doc. That is seaweed. When I saw her, her hair, it looked like it was covered with seaweed. Who was that? I don't know. It came from this room. It couldn't have. I tell you, that scream came from this room. Shine your light around, Doc. See, I told you. Couldn't have come from this room. I tell you, it did. The boy's right, Doc. It did come from this room. As far as I can see, there's no one else in here. Just the three of us. If it didn't come from this room, where did it come from? And who screamed? That's what I'd like to know. We went through the whole house, but we couldn't find a thing. I knew Bob Stanley wasn't lying. He had seen something there in that house, but whatever it was, there was no trace of it now. I dropped Bob Stanley off at his house and then met Doc off at his place. I went home, got into bed, and we couldn't sleep. In my mind, I heard the echoes of the screen in that house, and I saw again that wet section of the floor with the strands of steam twisting this way and that, like squirming snakes. And I had the same feeling I had when I was in the house. 
story, an original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne, entitled The Twisting Weeds of Death. After I put the receiver down, I got dressed as quickly as I could. I went downstairs, got into my car, and drove the short distance from my house to the Stanleys. Come in, Sheriff. Come in. Have you called your relatives, Mrs. Stanley? He might be there. I've called everyone. In every place, I thought he might have gone. He wasn't at any office. I'd like to see you, Just come with me. When you came in, he said he'd been with you. Is that right? That's right, Miss Stanley. Where were you so late? He wouldn't tell me anything about it. We were out at the old house outside of town. At the old house? Well, what were you doing there? Bob said he saw a murder being committed out there. A murder? Do you mean he was out there alone? Yes, he came into town and got me. Will you show me his room, please? Yes, of course. Never done anything like this before. Such a nice boy. I know that, Mrs. Stanley. This is his room. Do you see what I mean, Sheriff? It's wet. The whole room, it's wet. And, and the seaweed. Look at the seaweed. I see it, Mrs. Stanley. Did you hear anything tonight? Hear anything? What do you mean? After you'd gone to bed, did you hear anything? No, I... Now, just a minute. I'm not sure, but I thought I heard a scream. A scream? That's right. I, I didn't hear it at all well. It was, it was just there. I felt it more than I heard it. How did you discover that Bob was missing? I couldn't sleep. I came into his room to see if he was covered, but he was gone. Now, now, Mrs. Stanley, we'll get him back for you. Ever since his father died, he, he's been my whole life. I don't know what I'll do if anything happened to him. I'll do my best, Mrs. Stanley. Where is this sheriff? What's happened to him? And, and why is this room like this? On my way to the old house, I stopped at Doc Jordan's, but he wasn't home. I figured that Mrs. Lord must be having her baby. I took a gun with me because I wasn't sure what I'd find out Do you think I'm crazy? 
to get you tonight. Hello, Well, I, I went to bed right after you dropped me off. I don't know how long I was asleep. But when I woke up, I... I thought there was someone or something there in the room with me. So when I looked down at the foot of the bed, there she was standing there. She said she needed my help. And would I come with her? So? So I went with her. We walked out here to the old house together. She, she held my hand. Skin was soft. Her skin was wet. She was a beautiful girl. We went into the house, in the room we were in earlier tonight. Funny thing, there was a light on in there, but I didn't know where it came from. She was pointing to something, but a little terror came across her face and she screamed, Run! Run for your life! He's coming! And I ran. That's when you ran out of the house, now you into the edge of the bluff. That's right. I thought I saw someone chasing me. I was afraid, I guess. So afraid I passed out. It's a good thing I found. Yes, because it was. I want you to come back to town with me, Bob. I want to show you a picture. A picture of a girl who's been missing for 20 years. Dr. Jordan and I helped him to his feet. There was an odor of old rotting seaweed that clung to it. I put my arm around him and helped him up to my car. Then we drove to town in my office. Dr. Jordan followed us in his car. Sit down, Bob. Thanks, sir. I'm going to show you a picture. I want you to tell me if the picture's the same as the girl you saw tonight. You all right now, Bob? Yeah, Doc. All right. Yeah, here it is. Take your turn about it, Bobby boy. Here. Well? That's her, all right. Only the color of her hair is different now. It's green. Green like seaweed. Whose picture is that, Jason? Elaine Scotch. Elaine Scotch. She's been missing for 20 years. Not missing, Doc. I side with the folks around here who say she's dead. Don't be a fool, Jason. Just because someone leaves town suddenly without telling anyone, there's no reason to believe she's dead. Maybe not. My mom told me she was killed. It's all conjecture. The whole town seems to think that house is haunted. Why, Sheriff? That's the house where Elaine Scott lived, Bob. That's the place where she was last seen alive. That's right. It's a birthday party. You were there, Jason, so was I. All the eligible bachelors in town were there. Elaine lived there with her maiden aunt. Her folks were dead. The morning after the party, they found her aunt dead and no trace of Elaine. It was just as if she disappeared from the face of the earth. Elaine's aunt was strangled to death. And Elaine was killed, too, although we never could find her body. That's where I think you're wrong, Jason. I don't think she was killed. I think she left town after she killed her aunt. Elaine wouldn't have heard a fly, Doc. People aren't what they appear to be on the outside, Jason. You know that as well as I do. I see a man or a woman, only as they look on the outside. We don't know all the little workings of their minds. We don't know what a man really thinks. You're right, Doc. We don't know. There's lots of things in this world of ours that are mighty strange. Things we can't explain. Things we aren't able to say are impossible. Like a sixth sense that warns you of danger. Like you hearing someone's voice just as they die. Even though a continent separates you. Like hearing the voice of the dead when they've been gone for years. What do you mean? 
That's what I think happened tonight. What's the date, Bob? The 25th of May. That's right. What was the date that Lane Scott disappeared, Doc? May 25th. That's right. Twenty years ago tonight, Elaine Scott disappeared from the face of the earth. And tonight she's come back. Come back to point out the person who killed her. Back now to our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Twisting Weeds of Death. We sat in my office, the three of us, Doc Jordan, Bob Stanley, and myself. Something had happened that night. Something I couldn't explain or understand. For Elaine Scott, dead for 20 years, had reappeared 20 years to the night she disappeared. You don't mean to tell me, Jason, that you believe the dead can return? I believe a lot of things, Doc. People might laugh at me for saying it, but I do believe they can in one way or another. Well... What are we going to do? You said she led you into the house, Bob, and she pointed to something. Did she say anything then? No, she... Yes. Yes, she did. She said, this is where it happened, before we went downstairs. Before we went downstairs. You know what she was trying to tell you? She wants you to know where her body is. It sounds like an ignorant fool, Jason. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We're going back out there, Bob. All right. You want to come along, Doc? Yes, I guess so. This time, I'm going to take a gun along. What for? Handy things to have around, a gun. That's a ghost, Bob. So a gun won't do you any good, Jason. I got my reasons. Come on, let's go. The storm must have been brewing because we hadn't any more than stepped outside when there was a big crash of thunder. It started to rain. I got into my car and drove out to the So he dug the well first and then built his house over it. 
All right. Try the door. It's locked. You'll have to break it in, then. You help me, Bob. Right. Together now. Be careful now. Shine your light around. Yeah. There's the well, all right. What do you expect to find? You see. Be careful when you lean over the top part of the well wall. Those bricks might be loose. All right, shine your lights, Jim. The shack is cracking a lot of places. It's all overgrown with weeds. Yeah. I can make out something down there beneath those weeds. Something white. It looks like... It's like bones. That's what they are, all right. Bones. Watch out, Bob. We better get back to the bridge. You were right after all, Jason. Uh, I guess I was. What are you going to do now? Well, that depends. On what? What happened that night, Doc? What night? The night you killed Elaine and her aunt. You're crazy. I don't think so. Comes back to me now, all of it. You stayed behind after the rest of us left. What happened? Look out, Jack! I don't care, Jack! Go! You got the gun, Jack! Answer right! I don't try anything, Jason. Are you either, Bob? You did kill him, man. That's right. Why? You know how I felt about her? I asked her to marry me. She laughed in my face. I must have lost my mind to kill them both. Ever wonder why I like to play chess with you, Jason? Because I wanted to be sure what you were doing. Because I wanted to be sure you never found out what happened. What are you going to do, Doc? I'm going to kill you. Both of you. And put you down where she is. The gun isn't loaded, Doc. What? The gun isn't loaded. You're lying. Try it and see. You asked for it, Jason. What? Take your gun, Jason. He's making a break for us here. Let's get him. Don't run away, Doc. You'll never get me out. Get him out of here. He's running for the bus, Jack. He's got to catch you. What's he going to do? I don't know. He can't get away. He's running in that direction. He doesn't watch out. Things can't ever be explained. 
Elaine Scott came back to me 20 years to the day she was murdered to right or wrong. Now she can rest content. So runs tonight's tale of the unusual, the terrifying, the unknown. Join us again when next we journey down the corridors of the Hall of Fantasy to hear another strange tale of the supernatural. All characters and events portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. <laughs>